Welcome to the Cole Remote Show, the podcast that features forward-thinking business leaders, global remote work advocates, and authors involved in shaping the next generation workplace. Whether you're walking down the street, driving, or working out, get ready to learn, because the show is starting in three, two, one. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cole Remote Podcast Show. My name is Fred and I'll be your host for a new episode where we'll discuss the rapidly changing world of work. Today, we're going to highlight one of the world's leading messaging apps in the world, Viber, a company that was founded in 2010 by four engineers and sold four years later to Rakuten for $900 million. And we'll dive into the ins and outs of their remote work policy. And the two guests we're bringing into our show today have played a pivotal role in shaping the company's hybrid work model. Gali Newman has over 10 years of HR experience and is currently serving as the HR director at Rakuten Fiber Israel, where she manages a fantastic team of four HR professionals. Gali works closely with the global HR teams managed from the UK by the one and only Serena Chan. As far as Serena is concerned, her passion lies in connecting with individuals from around the world. She currently serves as the international director of Viber and is in charge of building and working with amazing teams in the US, Western Europe, Central Eastern Europe, CIS and APAC. The two guests I'm hosting today work a lot together and are star-crossed partners in crime separated by many countries in between, but always connected on Viber. Gali and Serena, thank you very much for being with us today and welcome to our show. Hi, Fred. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us, Fred. All right, Gali and Serena, I am extremely happy to host both of you in this podcast today because your experience of shaping Viber's hybrid workplace will definitely benefit the CEOs and VP HR from global tech companies who are listening to us and looking to build their own hybrid workplace, but still figuring out where to get started. But before we uh, before we go into really the vibes of your hybrid workplace, as it is the title of today's episode, uh, why don't you give us a little bit of the backstory of Viber? What, what, what are you guys doing in building? So, um, I mean, first of all, at Viber, uh, for those that don't know us, we are a communication-first app. So we are in the voice and messaging space. Our goal here is to connect people from around the world, providing them with really enriched messaging experiences, um, being able to connect with friends and family, which is even more important these these past few years. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have hundreds of millions of registered users worldwide. Um, In terms of our team, we're a very, very diverse team here at Viber. We have employees all around the world um, in over 20 different countries. Um, We're excited about being able to utilize our own app to connect (laughs) with our employees around the world. Gary, do you want to add something? Yeah, sure. Um, This is, like Serena said, is one of the world's uh, leading instant messaging apps. Uh, So we have hundreds of millions of users worldwide. We employ roughly 400 employees globally, 200 of them in Israel. Okay, cool. Thank you for that general overview about your company. You know, for, for your information, I've done Viber for many years because back in um, 2012, 2013, I was using Viber extensively to chat with my friends. But obviously today, the landscape has tremendously changed and the mobile messaging app market has, has become very competitive with lots of different players such as WhatsApp, uh, Telegram, WeChat, uh, just to name a few. So 
Can you maybe tell us what makes Fiber so unique and in particular uh, now that a hybrid model of work is being implemented? What would you say makes your company different from others in the same field? I'm asking you that because quite frankly, some of the people I recently spoke to didn't even know that your company is still around. Yeah. So uh, first of all, great question. Uh, I mean, on the recruitment basis, we do have people, depending on where we're recruiting, uh, who will say, um, hey, I didn't know you guys were still around. And, you know, that's totally fine. Um, We are one of the first (laughs) messaging apps out there. Uh, What makes us unique is really that we are end-to-end encrypted. So we have, you know, consistency throughout our past 10 years of, you know, being able to kind of grow and develop with the tech industry, uh, which has been amazing. Um, we do recognize that, you know, we have larger players out there around the world. They have a different strategy and approach. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But really what makes us very unique is that we do really focus on privacy and security. So, you know, whether or not the user finds that you know important or not, um, our, our first, you know, our first priority as a product is to make sure that we are not dilly dabbling into your data. You know, we're taking that very seriously and making sure that we put that front and center uh, for a product, and I think that really speaks um, speaks a lot in the fact that you know we have been around for so long. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, Gali, if you wanna if you wanna chime in and, and share a bit more as well, yeah, sure. Um, Serena presented it perfectly. The fact that we are anti-ad encrypted, I think it's super important in today's world. I think this is what users are looking for, and also what employees are happy to be a part of a company that respects its users and doesn't look how to dig into their privacy. I think it means a lot. So it makes us also feel like we are, you know, part of the, part of the good guys. And I think this is something that we are um, happy to be a part of. Definitely the technology is super interesting. Um, unfortunately, I'm not a tech person, uh, but I'm uh, happy to speak to candidates who are super excited after their, you know, first technical interview. And so mm-hmm. they're so thrilled to say, wow, I didn't know it was that interesting. And yeah, the question of if Viber still exists, definitely still on, which is, which is like, it, it's fine. I mean, it's okay. There is a big competition, but we are, we're in the game. We're happy to be it. All right. Um, thanks for sharing your honest perspective on the market. Gary and Serena, how about we quickly go back to last year? Uh, how was 2020 in terms of revenue and what are your hiring plans for this year 2021 yeah definitely um i'll I'll touch on the revenue side of things and hand it over to you um so i mean in in 2019 to go just a a tad bit further in um in 2019 q4 um we broke even um and then in 2020 we registered our full year of profitability so that was a huge huge milestone for us especially during a time of you know really a lot of uncertainty Mm -hmm. um you know our employees really pushed through we worked together as a team um and you know really, really just pushed through and, and, and made sure that uh, we were moving forward as a company. Um, and again, serving our clients as well, making sure that people who weren't able to travel uh, during 2020 were still yeah. able to connect with their um, with their loved ones around the world. Kelly, any numbers you can share from a hiring perspective? 
Yeah, of course. So like Serena said, uh, it was a great year for us, uh, just to mention that we were able to increase our two North Star KPIs, which is our audience in terms of active users and our revenues. So both of it. So it was a really great year. We're super proud uh, of our teams. This mm-hmm. is a place to also say gratitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, we are planning to significantly increase our size in the next couple of years, meaning that we are recruiting all the time across the board. During 2020, we recruited about uh, 80 new employees globally. So okay. that's a lot of new team members that joined us to all um, departments. Yeah, I assume that it required a lot of work also from an onboarding standpoint. Yeah. All right. Now that we have enough background about your company, let's try to have uh, an immersive experience and dive into the specific of the hybrid workplace that you have built at uh, Racket and Viber. As mentioned earlier in the conversation, lots of organizations are still figuring out what model of work they should implement. And, you know, there is some sort of paradox because some of the largest global tech companies are calling the employees back to the office, but you guys made a decision to build your own hybrid workplace Can you uh, walk us through the whole process and what were the consequences for your workforce globally? Um, Serena, let's start with you. Yeah, so um, I would say that the decision was an interesting one. First of all, 2020 was just overall a a year of uncertainty, right? So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I think we came about this decision in a, I wouldn't say it was an immediate action of, you know, making a very quick decision. It was really evaluating what we're doing, what we're mm-hmm. able to do around the world, and then also understanding what our employees need as well. Um, that was quite important for us because health and safety for us with our employees is still, you know, top priority for the HR team, for the company as a whole. Um, so it was really diving in and just trying to understand uh, what the business needs, but also what do our employees need at the end of mm-hmm. the day. So okay. I would say early on this year, uh, end of last year, we did make the decision that we were going to go into this hybrid work work mode. I mean, again, kind of jumping back into 2020, we hit some really amazing numbers. So it shows that, you know, we were able to uh, have people working from home and still achieve what we need to achieve. So it was like one of the main driving factors just to know that we are able to do this. But um, kind of diving deeper, um, part of the reason why we do want people to come back is that people want to come back. There's a social aspect that people are really missing. So with this hybrid work model, we're hoping to achieve two things. One is to keep the consistency of, um, of productivity and giving people that level of comfort um, and work-life balance as well. Um, but the second thing is really uh, trying to provide social connections. So we're looking for allowing people to come back, but trying to structure it in a way where it's going to be more group-oriented in the sense that you know you're going to be meeting with your team for coming in. So it's no longer this situation of you know sitting in front of your laptop all day just working, rather than uh, trying to have more of these like enriched social experiences at work. So this is our decision to go back. In many of the countries, we haven't made that decision to start asking employees to come back. Some of it's still voluntary. Um, But I know over Tagali, um, Israel is is kind of ahead of the curve in this. Gali, quick question for you. How do you make sure that your workforce in Israel and, uh, you know, 200 people that you mentioned earlier, how do you make sure that they stay organized and and they manage to properly collaborate face-to-face at the office when uh, not everybody is there at the same time, 100%. 
Yeah, excellent question. And we were debating on that one specifically for a while. So um, like Serena said, we were kind of taking our time to figure out what was right for Viber. Uh, I have to say that if we're going back in time a little bit, I think uh, what made it um, work is that our management team and our CEO uh, shared a very reassuring message when it all started that uh, your job is safe. We are here doing everything we can to get through those uh through these uh, times together. So it's going to be even better. Give us some time to figure this out. This is something that's ongoing. Uh, and so the main concern, first of all, like Sarah said, was sharing this with our employees mm-hmm. and to make sure that they're safe and healthy. And then being practical, uh, like Serena said before, we wanted to make sure that we are keeping our employees also engaged, happy, successful. And we decided to go with uh, balancing with the office and home because we saw that our employees were happy to work from home. We conducted a couple of surveys and then decided that it was the right thing for us. So we we heard what the people were saying, managers, employees. And then we implemented, after uh, some thinking, we implemented a software uh, that's called uh, SCEDA. It's a system that uh, employees are actually booking their seats in advance online. Yeah. Kind of like you were doing when you wanted to book a flight somewhere, if you remember what it is. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this is what we're doing right now. And also, we are taking the time to figure this out. I mean, we started. People are booking their uh, seats in advance. Yeah. And the, ma- the big news on our side, on the Israeli side, was that we decided to cut our office space by almost half. So we we understood that we're not going to go to the office 100% all the time. Yeah. So we don't need all of this space. So we can change the complete environment, which was a very big step. Yeah, that's actually a major information that you guys cut your office in half in Israel. Serena, how about you in the UK? What's the situation from um, from a North East Bay standpoint? Yeah, in, in the UK, um, we're in a different situation just because of the uh, the pandemic is... Uh, not as controlled, I would have to say, yeah. um, at this period in time. So um, we did end up actually leaving the office in March 2019 and never actually returned uh, okay. because we were anyways at the time looking for a larger office. So instead, we decided to pack up and you know kind of write it out, see what's going to go on. We're currently sitting with our uh, parent company on a voluntary return basis. Mm-hmm. So I would say everywhere outside of Israel, we have yet to start implementing, you know, the the ask having employees come in uh, once or twice a week uh, week yet. But again, that that is the plan that we're looking to to move forward with. Yeah, and the sort of flexibility that you guys are offering will surely make your company more desirable for potential candidates. But what kind of pace am I expecting to get from you as an employer? Um, you know, number of days at the office versus number of days uh, remote. So I'll take that one for the Israeli team uh, because it uh, it changes um, between the different offices. So in Israel right now, we're back to one day for an employee, mm-hmm. one day per, per week. week. Okay, But we are going to go for about uh, two, three days from the office gradually. So this is like 50%. This is what we're aiming for, two, three days. When we first connected several weeks ago, you shared with me how important it is that your people meet frequently face-to-face and have natural human interactions. So how do you make sure that the team stay engaged and how do you encourage them to get together? Um, Gary, I think we should uh, start with you. 
because most of the people in your company are, are based in Israel. Yeah, sure. So we are encouraging them to use their, but we increase the budget for uh, anything that's regarding social events. We want them to meet face to face. So we actually doubled the budget for that. And we are asking employees and managers to use their time in the office to, for meetings, not things that they can do from home. So this is something that we are also learning as employees and managers, how to better use our time. Mm -hmm. So when I'm coming to the office, I know I have uh, scheduled a few meetings that is better for me to see the people to meet. And actually the reactions we, we receive when we got back to the office a few weeks ago were mm -hmm. incredible. People were so excited to see yeah. each other after. So yeah, it was going back in time. It was <laughs> you know, I, a few hours a day went just on uh, talking and catching up, which I think is also very good. I think this is a part of what makes us special, that it's okay to get back together, to have fun together. You know, a workplace is just not, it's not just getting, you know, paid at the end of the month. It's your social place. This is a place where you meet your friends, colleagues. So it was uh, very uh, exciting at the beginning. And now we're just learning how to use our time better. We also managed to actually have some kind of a, a training in a, in a venue that was uh, in open air mm -hmm. and picnics and everything that we can to get together to, yeah, to keep the vibe going. <laughs> Serena, when you see your colleagues in Israel that have the chance to mingle and meet face to face, how do you feel? Does it, uh, does it make you want to move to Tel Aviv? I've been planning that for a while with Gali. <laughs> <laughs> Siren, by the way, quick question for you. I remember that we have a conversation recently in which you were telling me that, um, you know, some sort of a new initiative where you nominate your colleagues for outstanding achievements and, you know, you win prizes. Maybe you can very quickly elaborate on that. Yeah, we launched uh, what we're calling Viber Awards uh, this year. Again, initiative actually started by listening to our employees, um, diving into the survey and taking action on it. So we started this just because we do recognize that, you know, a lot of people are going the extra mile in these situations, you know, trying to juggle, balance their, their work life. And especially now that it's, it's so intertwined now, yeah. but to recognize those that are really going above and beyond and, and taking those extra measures to push the company forward during these crazy times. So, mm -hmm. uh, we implemented this, you know, in a way to really keep the engagement up as well. Um, I think the fact that everyone in the company can actually nominate someone is really interesting. I think it's empowering for them to understand that, that their voices are heard. You know, the management team is going to hear them, that we are reading through all their submissions. So uh, we're quite excited about doing that. We just wrapped up our first quarter uh, nominations and we'll be announcing uh, the awards at the end of this month. And it's quite exciting. We have, you know, a few categories. So, you know, it really targets some of our core values between teams as individuals and more. So um, this is one of our new exciting 2021 initiatives. Okay, but speaking about new initiatives, last year you also showed your employers that you take the topic of uh, mental health and burnout very seriously and the concerns about it are still and will definitely still be super relevant for the coming years, despite the fact that some organizations may think that it's, it's a, a, you know, I would say a thing of the past. So I'd like to have both of you share your thoughts on what you guys have been doing at Fiber to tackle that super important new aspect of the employee experience. Serena, let's start with you. 
Yeah. So, um, I mean, as you said, many companies do see it as a thing of the past and that isn't how we see it at all. I mean, there's so many things going on these days and it's changing so dramatically. It's hard to really say that, you know, this is no longer a concern and Viber really does truly believe again, taking care of our employees and making sure that their health and safety comes first. So for us, definitely not a thing of the past. It's also something very personal and something that we've embedded with our, with our HR team is really making sure that they're checking up, not just on the managers, but on the employees themselves and kind of instilling in our regular conversations, the fact that it's okay not to be okay. Uh, let us know. Let us know how we can help. It d- goes beyond a policy of, you know, how many sick days you get, how many vacation days you get. It's really, you know, the fact that they feel like we are open to listen is, you know, important enough. So part of that is really embedding it in our conversations, again, whether with managers or with employees on a regular basis. But on top of that, it is also um, showing and, and giving the action of showing them that we have been flexible. You know, if you have something personal going on, let us know. Let us know how we can help beyond what the policy allows uh, generally speaking. And on top of that, I would can say for the international teams, uh, mental health for many, I would say countries around the world was never a thing. It only came to light because of um, 2020. And so what we're doing on the international side is, is trying to make sure that we are actually providing some resources. I mean, on the HR side, we can talk and we're open to listening, but we're not counselors at the end of the day. So we are looking actually um, in the very near future to mm-hmm. make sure that this, this benefit um, goes to uh, most of our employees around the world where it is a bit more challenging to find some of this help. Um, so those are the extra steps that we're taking in 2021 to really uh, show our employees and uh, kind of match the tone of the fact that we do believe your mental health is very important and um, we want you to stay on top of it. To continue what Serena was saying, exactly this is what we said. It's okay not to feel okay. This has been a very difficult year. We've all experienced that. Uh, we have different employees in different you know, stages of life from young adults to people with kids to employees who are taking care of their parents. So everyone has their reason to be super busy and besides that. And we partnered uh, with the clinic in Israel because we wanted to make sure that we're not missing out. Like uh, like Serena said, we are not professionals for mental health. And we were afraid that we may miss someone that we're not seeing every day. And depression is a real thing. It's a real disease and it's dangerous. So we just wanted to say, listen, don't worry about it. We got you covered. It's anonymous. Just know how to seek help and we got you covered because we are, you know, depending on our employees, they are Viber. Great stuff, really. Tell me, what would be the number one piece of advice that you would give to an organization, whether it's a CEO or to a VP, HR or workplace manager looking to implement a more flexible workplace? I would say that uh, there is not one solution that fits all. Mm -hmm. So each organization should know how to question and share with their employees to see what is their best tailor-made solution. I've heard many different ideas and I mm-hmm. guess for each company it's different. So I would say consult with your employees and managers yeah. to see what's important for them, connect it yeah. to the business and just make sure that it's aligned with your employees, business targets and that you're able to do it. And don't be afraid to take your time and make sure this is the right thing to do. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. In my opinion, companies 
they need to understand that it is a process. It requires a lot of mutual communication between employees and and the managements, and there is no one size fits all solution, right, Sirena? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Gali has has said it all in terms of uh, you know what the best advice is, and it is you know to listen to your employees. I think from the beginning, Gali and I were aligned in the fact that there's not one perfect solution. Anyone who's saying that they have the perfect answer or solution is lying. Mm. I mean, it's going to be a trial and error type of situation. So just listen to your employees. You know, take that into consideration when you're making any of these major decisions, and it's going to be different for everyone. Sierra and Gali, I really want our listeners to get to know you a little bit better because you two are super cool. So I have one extra question for you before we wrap up the episode. Sierra, what's your favorite podcast and why? I love listening to The Daily um, by The New York Times. Um, it's a quick digest of you know one significant event that's currently going on around the world. It's nice to get immersed in it rather than you know just reading headlines. Uh-huh. Um, so that is my favorite one and I highly recommend it. Kelly, I know that you love traveling and if I remember well, you have uh, visited about 30 countries. So what's the next country you're going to be visiting and why? Yeah, I do love traveling and I miss it a lot. The next country I'm visiting is definitely the UK. Much to my embarrassment, I have still never been there. I don't know how this happened, but yeah. So it's about time I visit London and finally meet Serena, go out, celebrate this crazy year we've had together. And it's about time we meet face to face. We really miss uh, each other. All right, so it's time to wrap up this uh, episode, but it was truly a pleasure to make that work with you. And I'd like to thank both of you so much for your time. Um, we hope that you enjoyed the conversation and had a great time with us also today. I think that you shared with us some really useful tips and insights about Rocket and Viber and for the organizations looking to make that move towards um, a hybrid workplace. I think that today's discussion was a great resource and there's a lot to learn from the process you have gone through. So again, well done and, and good luck moving forwards. I think that 2021 will definitely also have its own challenges, but I'm sure that Racket and Viber as a whole organizations will create a thriving uh, working environment. So once again, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us, Fred. Thank you, Fred. Have a great day, everyone, and stay safe. Bye-bye. If you like this episode, you can leave your feedback on our website and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to visit our website, coremote.com, if you'd like to ask questions to our future guests or if you want to be the next guest of our show and share your ideas about shaping the next generation workplace with a global audience.